On this episode of The Mompreneur Show, I'm talking to Carrie Olson. She's a wife, a mother, and a voiceover actor. And what inspires me most about her story is that she created this opportunity for herself because she wanted to be home with her little girl. She quit her job, and after many side hustles, she became a voiceover actor, and it inspired me so much, and I know that her story will also inspire you. Carrie, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me, Vicki. So glad to be here. It's such a pleasure. And as you guys can see, Carrie is in her studio where she records all her voiceover stuff. And Carrie, uh, could you tell us how did you get started on this journey and a little bit about voice acting? That would be wonderful. Yeah, sure. So like you said in the opening, I was working a corporate job. I was actually doing e-learning and I loved it, but um, had my daughter and as most moms can uh, relate, um, it changed things and I didn't want to have to have that commute anymore. I didn't want to be away from my daughter and my husband who works from home um, as much as I had to for my corporate job. So I started looking into alternative things and really voiceover kind of fell in my lap. I'm uh, My husband and I are podcasters and we listen to podcasts. And one day on my way to work during my commute, I turned on a random podcast that I'd never heard before. And it was an interview of a woman named Allison Steele, who is a 20 year veteran voice actor out of LA. And she started talking about the voiceover career and the industry and at the end said that she gives voiceover coaching lessons so I called her up and started getting lessons from her and I started booking work almost immediately and was able to eventually quit my job so that I could work from home and uh, be home with my daughter which is amazing she's downstairs right now (laughs) that's amazing Carrie absolutely incredible and to know that you can just all of a sudden just create something like this for you and it gives hope to so many moms who are listening to us right now who don't have any side gig or a business and that they too can can literally just take a training and do this from their home and it's so inspiring and encouraging Carrie. I really appreciate that so let's let's dig back into your story a little bit how did you know that this was it like did you have a good good voice prior to starting this and did anybody comment you on your voice like did you already always know and that's the thing that I'm trying to get at is that so many people they think they need to have a special talent a special gift and although I do believe that you have a gift and a talent in voice acting I do want to um, ask you like how did you um, any previous experience do this as a child or did you just really jump into this as as you were yeah, there were a lot of things that led up to my um, doing well in voiceover. It's definitely something that I think a lot of people think, well, you know, voice acting is just talking. Anybody can talk. So uh, I'll just get out there and start making a bunch of money. And that's not really how it works. So for me, I had been working in e-learning beforehand and um, had narrated some of my own online training courses. Um, I'd also, as I mentioned, been podcasting. So I had a ton of experience behind the microphone prior to ever getting into voiceover. And then um, so much of voice acting is acting. So it's not just having a good voice, although, as you mentioned, I had had you know several comments on my voice, but you need much more than a good, smooth, you know, silky voice to do voiceover. You have to be able to relate to your to your audience, you have to be able to connect, and you have to be able to act. 
And that's something that I honestly didn't know if I could do. I wasn't really into acting, but it's something that I took to really, really well and really quickly. And with you know excellent training, was able to build my business. Um, and I also emphasize the building the business part because, again, I think a lot of people think, oh, you just talk. You just talk into a microphone and then texts come to your house. And it really is a business. And having some background and you know helping my husband build businesses over the years and having that entrepreneur history was really, really helpful and beneficial to me to get my business up and running so that I wasn't just thriving on the voiceover part of it, but actually running the business, getting new clients, keeping clients, keeping good relationships with clients. All of that was a big part of it. Mm, that's beautiful. Thank you so much for sharing that. You did not just start fresh in voiceover acting. It wasn't just like something that you dove in right away. You had so many previous side hustles that you've done before that. And one of those that you mentioned is in podcasting. Is there anything else that you did? And then I do want to follow up with the uh, with your podcast as well. Yeah, I actually had some random side hustles. I'm, I'm kind of a... Uh, I wouldn't say jack of all trades, but I like to to dabble in things, I guess. So um, when I first moved to Kansas City, I I was working in oil and gas originally uh, in the accounting department. So random. My degrees in business, uh, my first job outside of college was accounting. Um, They laid off a ton of people because, you know, uh, back in 08, 09, when they were, you know, the energy crisis. And so a bunch of people from my company got laid off. Mm -hmm. Um, Moved to Kansas City, started working in HR. And I did HR for a couple of years. Meanwhile, I had a friend who had started a business developing databases. And we both think kind of the same way. We have kind of analytical minds. And he thought, he said, I bet you could, you know, build databases. So I, he gives me this book on how to learn how to build databases. And so I start studying it. And he hires me part-time to start building databases on the side. So that was another side hustle. Um, And then let's see, after that, I actually did the database thing for years on the side. So even while I had full-time jobs and then podcasting came along and we, you know, started off, um, my husband, Derek started doing it for his business. And then I started doing it for fun. I did it. I had a Downton Abbey podcast and then we both got hired to a podcasting network where we got paid to host shows and uh, he got paid to produce shows. So that was, you know, um, that was a lot of good mic um, experience there. Uh, let's see. And then after that, got into e-learning, which I loved. And, and I got to combine kind of my database experience with my, you know, just desire to build things online, um, which has actually now led to, I have an online course for voiceover. So I've like kind of combined all of my loves um, into one. So uh, yeah. And then, and then the voiceover came along. So now I'm doing that full time. That's amazing. And it's it's so good to hear that nobody starts off with a grand business idea and this full-time income. It really takes steps to get there. And can you tell a little bit about um, the Downton Abbey podcast? Um, like, how did you come up with that idea? And I, I understand you did it and you didn't even get money for it. And I really want you to focus on that for a little bit because so many people think that if you start something, you got to make money right away. But when it's in media, things like this, like educating the public, um, getting those views, 
getting building the audience it's not necessarily money making right away but it is in the long run and as it worked for you except not in this direct way of getting like sponsored for the downton abbey podcast or anything and so um i would love to hear and more about the downton abbey podcast and the opportunities that uh, it brought yeah, so Downton Abbey, um, my, my husband, like I said, he was podcasting, yeah. and I fell in love with the show Downton Abbey. I was a little bit late to the game. I didn't start at season one, but I have a friend who lent, lent me the DVDs of season one, so I started watching and got addicted immediately, because who doesn't? <laughs> and um, so I was looking for, I was really into podcasting at that at that time, so I was looking for a good podcast that I could listen to um, as a like supplement to the show, like a mm-hmm. commentary or something, mm-hmm. and I couldn't find anything good, so I thought, I'll start a Downton Abbey podcast, you know, it'll <laughs> just be me talking about the show for, you know, 45 minutes, whatever, and because um, we have some good friends that had done really well with a podcast that they started on a show, and I thought, you know, why not? And so it, hold on, let me stop you right there. I'm like yeah. totally gonna like jump in. So what do you mean by your friends had a podcast that did really well? What do you mean by that? So they started a podcast on the show Lost when it first got started mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and ended up uh it, it went crazy. I think they ended up doing interviews with some of the cast. It was uh they, they ended up having like lost they I think they actually went to Hawaii and had a party for their podcast that like people showed up to. Um, like it was like the biggest lost podcast ever. (laughs) And I I didn't have those necessarily types of aspirations for Downton Abbey, but I knew that I could get a following just because it's a popular show and there wasn't anything out there that, that fit me, that suited me. It wasn't, you know, there was a goofy podcast out there, kind of a spoof. And I, I did one that it was, it was really straightforward. Like I went through and almost diagrammed out all of the storylines mm. and uh, did character studies. And so it was really yeah. in depth. It, it involved a lot of uh, research, which is one of the reasons why I didn't keep up with it. It was really time consuming, but really rewarding and, and had um, people call in and leave messages and ask questions. So it was interactive. And um, that was great, you know, kind of like, as you mentioned, it wasn't uh, money making at the very beginning, but it was Mm -hmm. great um, experience for me. And now, you know, Derek and I are doing a podcast uh, called How Do I Money? And um, using a lot of those skills that I, you know, used for Downton Abbey for our business. So, um, you know, it all kind of builds on top of each other and all of the experiences are valuable. Mm, very beautiful. And what's the pos- podcast about uh, finances, right? Personal fa- finances? Yeah, yeah. So we talk about marriage and money, uh, two fun topics to talk about. But we, we, try to, we approach it in a fun way. So it's um, stories, it's um, you know, experiences from other people. And it's also really simple. I think that a lot of times when people you know, get into money podcasts or money topics, it gets really complicated really yeah, fast. Yeah. And so we keep it, we keep it where, you know, you don't have to have a PhD to talk about this stuff because Derek and I aren't smart enough anyway. Oh my goodness. I love that. Keeping it simple and, and just moving forward. And I love that. Like looking at your timeline, you had so many experiences, you've done so many different things and it really leads you to, to the next thing. And it's interesting because you don't even know if 
voice acting will be your gig for the next five years. Like you don't, you don't know that. And that's what makes entrepreneurship so exciting because it can lead you to bigger and better things all the time. And it reminds me of a book I recently read uh, called The Alchemist and uh, by Pablo, oh my goodness, I forgot his last name. It's so good. And it talks exactly about this journey of like as an entrepreneur, you go looking for treasure. You're, go, you're looking for that one, that goal in your life. But it's, it's a long way there. And you take turns right and left. And there's a lot of um, things that come up in life and um, sad things. And, um, and then ultimately you get to your treasure. But it's so interesting. Like I highly, highly, highly recommend the book. So now, Carrie... Can you um, tell us about how you started voiceover acting? Did you reach out to an agency? Did you reach out to somebody? How did you even get trained on it? Like, how? What were your first steps to starting the voice acting business? Yeah, definitely the first step was reaching out to my voiceover coach, Allison, and she was amazing. She got me on the right path. She informed me of all the right things to do and all the, you know, kept me from doing all of the wrong things. So, um, you know, the first thing we did was practice. You know, um, I think a lot of people are really anxious again. They're like, oh, I can talk. I'll just get Mm -hmm. in there and start making money, you know, Mm -hmm. whatever that means. And um, we we worked out, you know, she, um, we would meet via Skype and she would coach me and people always ask, well, what is she coaching you on? Because you're just talking, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, But again, it's acting. Um, And there's also this weird phenomenon that people have, if you put a person, anyone in front of a microphone, all of a sudden, most, a lot of people feel the need to start projecting and talking like this. And it's just really unnatural and weird. And so a lot of it is, um, just being able to, to be natural in front of the microphone and talk to a friend, you know, it's as if you're talking Mm -hmm. to a friend, um, and not, you know, in a enclosed four by four booth, talking to no one reading a script. Um, and there's definitely an art to reading someone else's words as if they're your own. Um, because, you know, there's someone else who wrote the script, but I have to say it as if it's coming from my heart. So there's, mm. you know, there's definitely a skill to that as well. And they're all, kind, you know, talk to anyone who studied acting. It's a process. It's not something that you can, for most people, that they can just jump in and do. Um, so we did a lot of that. And then she helped me to eventually, when I got to the point where I was ready, to put together a demo and showed me how to reach out to agents. And... Um, I started auditioning on my own, reached out to agents, got on some agencies' rosters, and, uh, you know, fortunately, through all of my training and, and business um, skill building, was able to, to book work and continue to book work and build my clientele and keep my business running. Very, very amazing. And so you mentioned that uh, your coach helped you create that media media kit media role I think you said Uh, demo demo can you like what is what does that mean in voice acting world yeah so your demo is basically the it's a a reel of your best clips from your best work and um, typically a commercial demo is what you'd make first Mm -hmm. so there are different types of voice actors there are people who do primarily commercials which is what you hear on tv and radio Mm -hmm. there are people who do uh, primarily like live announcing there are people who do animation and character voices so my demo that I made first was a commercial demo 
and uh, we took some of it from actual work that I'd done, and some of it was um, custom for for the demo itself, and she coached me mm. through it. Um, it's about a minute, 20 seconds long, you know, just a few clips in there, but you want to you be able to give the best parts of what you can do in a short amount of time and also display your range. So I have some spots where I'm kind of like the typical mom on my on my demo and then I have a teen spot where my you know my voice just goes a bit higher and I talk you know it's a teen because I wow. get quite a bit of work for doing teens and like college age stuff that's amazing um, how you can just switch up your voice like that um <laughs> it's fun it's a lot of fun and I think you know a big part of doing voiceover is remembering that you're just, I mean when it comes down to it, you're playing. You're playing behind a microphone. You get to be different people, different characters. And, uh, you know, I, I consider myself really fortunate to be able to do that for a living. What are your dreams? Like, what do you envision yourself doing with this whole voice over acting? Do you envision yourself doing maybe um, Pixar or any Disney movies? Oh, my gosh. I would love that. I dream about that. <laughs> so, yeah, um, now I still, um, you know, I've, I've done an animated uh, series before that didn't get picked up. Um, and I get opportunities to do stuff like that on occasion. So I would love to, you know, get involved in something where I get to do an animated series that's, you know, kind of a long running thing. Or like you said, yeah, big um, a movie would be so much fun. So, yeah, those are goals. Um, I For 2016, what I wanted was to get at least one national television campaign, um, <clears throat> which I did in January. So now I have to raise that. That's <laughs> incredible. The first month. That's incredible. Um, you hit your goal the first month. Goodness. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So I need to bump that up. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. Like right now I'm just having fun doing, I do a lot of e-learning um, when, you know, I get the opportunity for TV, radio, Spotify, Pandora. I love that stuff. Um, it's the variety is just so much fun. So how do you, um, what do you do for Spotify and Pandora? That's so interesting because to me, it's like, there's just an app for music. Yeah. Um, they, they're supported by ads, you know, so if you have the free version of those wow. things, um, you hear, you know, the, the, the ads that play on there and all of the work that I've done for them has actually been radio or TV that they just also, um, kind of repurpose for Spotify, Pandora. So I haven't had a specific, like, this is a Spotify session. It's just, you know, this is, you know, your, this is a TV or, or radio ad, and we're also going to use it on Spotify. So um, I know that I've had some REI stuff play on Spotify in the past, as well as, like, some cinema ads. So if you're in the movie theater, um, sometimes, like, they'll play cinema ads, and I've done some of that stuff, too. That's amazing. And so all this work, or most of them, does it come from your agent or um, were you able to land some on your own? I definitely land most of it on my own. Wow. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, and how do you do that? Like, where do you reach out to? Like, do you go on LinkedIn or like, how do you how do you do that? I'm on LinkedIn, I'm on social media, and I've definitely gotten work from social media, from mm -hmm. people just knowing what I do mm -hmm. and kind of, you know, tagging me in posts or, you know, recommending me to other people mm -hmm. through social media. Um, but I'm also, I'm a big list builder. So I'll go through and uh, make a list of my dream clients, of people that I want to work with, and then I'll reach out to them, you know, personally and 
um, individually. So I don't do like mass mailings. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I'll, you know, individually, you know, and I'll follow up with them and I'll do postcards. I'll do emails and, uh, you know, to try to stay on people's radars. And it's so, it's so important to do that. I think to market yourself well and to brand yourself well, and it really works. You know, it's, it's, part of work it's not easy and I know that marketing doesn't come easy to a lot of people and especially when you have to like say nice things about yourself you know um but you know I look at it I look at it like I'm helping the the client because they're if you're in the market for a voice actor and then the perfect one comes your way and says hey let me do this for you um it saves them time so I I don't look at it like I'm you, you know I used vacuum salesman I don't even know if those exist but uh you know someone who's selling something that you don't need um and then also referrals are huge so Mm -hmm. um if I try to do like my best work for everybody and it's been really it's worked really well that they'll refer me to to other people in the same industry oh my goodness that that was like so many golden nuggets Carrie you're amazing can I pick pick through a little bit Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so you mentioned that you're a huge list builder and I automatically thought, you know, like list building, like MailChimp ConvertKit, you know, but like when you say you actually create a spreadsheet of your dream clients, that is incredible because when I, before I started the Mompreneur Show, I created a list of all my dream guests and it works. It's amazing. But I'm really curious, what does your list entail? Like, do you Okay, let's let's talk specs. Like, is it on like Google spreadsheet or is it like on a spreadsheet or some kind of form? What kind of information do you put in there? Do you geek out and like write date, reached out to, date that they replied? Like, do you do any of that? Yeah, that sounds a lot like the spreadsheet that I have, actually. It's um, started off in a Google spreadsheet. And it's, uh, yeah, I've got name, company name, contact info, you know, multiple email addresses, phone number, city, uh, date I reached out to them, the way I reached out to them, was it a postcard, was it an email, did they respond, was it a positive or negative response, any other notes, Um, you know, the next day to follow up with them, all Mm -hmm. of those things. Um, And I've since moved that kind of over into, there's a software called PipeDrive that kind of allows you to... um, they call them deals, but you can organize it so that you're you're keeping um, like a contact flow so that you can stay on track with follow-up because the yeah. follow-up is such an important part yes. of it. And I think that's where a lot of people drop the ball is they maybe do one contact and then nothing happens. And then they say, well, I guess marketing doesn't work. Um, but the follow-up is so important. So I've been using PipeDrive lately to help me uh, kind of stay on track of that. But yeah, it's very detailed and it's, um, you know, and it's very research oriented. It's not just like, let me go find a bunch of clients that do radio and TV and I'll, you know, just spam them. It's, you know, I'm really looking for who, you know, who has done work that I love and who would I be a good fit for and what are my favorite companies out there and that I would love to be associated with. And so it's a really curated list and I, you know, try to find examples of other work that they've done so that, you know, it's not just a shot in the dark, but it, you know, I kind of have mm-hmm. some familiarity with them before I reach out mm-hmm. and I try to like, let them know why I think we, you know, we'd be a good fit. Mm-hmm. So it's again, a very personalized, it's time consuming, but I found it to be mm-hmm. worth it. Oh, I love how you are shedding light on the real marketing, the real side of marketing, because social media, since taking over the world, it has become kind of like that 
that marketing avenue, but it's not, it's, it's not, it should not be your main marketing avenue. And I love that you brought the email back and the postcards, but how do you get their address? Um, dig, dig around oh, goodness. <laughs> online. Okay. But yeah, yeah if I'm they're more a- corporate, I guess it would be easier to find them, right? Their address. Yeah. Yeah. There are all different kinds of ways to find them. Um, you know, sometimes there are databases of production companies and it's just all laid out. Um, you can usually go to their website and at least find something. And if you, you know, if you know how to dig the right way, like, uh, Google's, uh, so amazing. Tell with, share with us, how do you dig the right way? <laughs> so there, there are tricks that you can do. Like if you, if you don't know a specific person's email address, you can search for at the domain name.com, you know, and then sometimes it'll, it'll just pull up a random person through, you know, with the company's email address. So then, like I've done that before for actually a student of mine was trying to find, um, she wanted to reach out to a certain jewelry store in her company and all she could find was like the generic info at whatever. And just, you know, a few clicks, a few searches and we found, um, it was like Joe at whatever. So at least there's a person now and it might not be the right person, but at least there's a person you can reach out to and say, hi, if you're not the right person, can you direct me to, you know, the person who is, um, yeah, there are neat little tricks like that. So good. Use. And while we're at it, I use a little plugin for my Chrome browser called Reportive. And it's like it works with Gmail. And once you put in an email address into Gmail, either form or email address that you got an email from, you you see their little photo with their little like uh, information pulled from Twitter, from LinkedIn. It's pretty amazing. So since you, since it pulls information based on email address, I would just go into my, um, compose an email, like pretend I know their email address, like totally just like make one up, like, uh, what I think it is. So if mm-hmm. it's Carrie Olson, I will try at gmail.com. Then I'll try at Carrie.Olson at gmail.com. Then I'll try, oh. you know, and then like, and it, once I get it right, it pops up like that picture that that means and it's, it's an active email. And so like that's the little trick that I use. But I love the Google trick. Totally awesome. Totally awesome. So that's Carrie, cool. oh my goodness, so many golden nuggets. Our time is um, coming, wrapping up. Before I do have a few more questions for you. Um, you have succeeded so well in the voice acting industry. You have um, really built that rapport and you already have a ton of students that you, can, you mentioned. And actually, it's so funny. A friend of mine said her son actually trained with you, uh, Renee Harrison. He's amazing. So, yeah. It is so good. And how, how old is he? I think he's really young. He was nine. Which is amazing. Time, yeah. And, yeah. And I remember Renee telling me, this is like a while ago. And she's like, oh my gosh, my son has this amazing voiceover coach and he's doing such a great job. And I never, I had no idea it was you. And then when we did the, the show last time, um, she commented and, and she told me that. And I was like, that's so amazing. So you took on clients because people were coming to you and they're like, okay. And they're like, Carrie, you do exactly what I want to do. Teach me. And so, and then you, um, I guess it takes a lot of time to work with uh, clients and you, you, you probably see where I'm leading to. Um, so now you have a, a program that is more, that you have more hands off on. Can you share a little bit about that? Sure. Yeah. So it, it all started and I had, I had no intentions of 
becoming a coach. It wasn't like, oh, let me let me get into the coaching business. Yeah, you know, yeah. I'm brand new in the in the voiceover industry. Yeah. The idea was um, people started asking me how I was doing it when I first got started, and because I had the e-learning background, I had built I had built online courses. You know for my actual job, you know, for years. And so I, um, I thought, well, instead of answering this question a bunch of times, like how you get started, I'll just make a course, I'll put it up and uh, make it available. And I did that. And um, it, it went really well. And, and people really enjoyed the course. And um, I think that one of the reasons was it was kind of a kind of a, a bare bones, what you really need to know and in today's marketplace, because there, there are a lot of people who might be selling courses that have been in the industry for so long that they, they're they not as familiar with, with um, you know, getting started today. You know, mm-hmm. um, I started two years ago, so mm-hmm. it's, it's a very fresh perspective on um, on getting started in voiceover today as opposed to, you know, just 15 years ago, it was very, very, very different. Mm-hmm. So um, I think that's one of the reasons why it kind of um, got some popularity pretty early on. So I have my course. It's called the Voiceover Success Intensive, and it's just a lot of fun. It's um, the first time I did it. It was I did it live and recorded the modules. I have since chunked them down, and now they're just available on demand. So you can buy the course and log in and watch the videos on your own time. And you get into our Facebook group when you um, when you join. So you have that support system. You can ask questions. I get in there and answer questions. And um, and then we also have monthly Q and A's. So I'll just get on and we'll have a live webinar with just everyone who's in the class and you uh there's always a topic that we'll start off with and then we just open it wide and you can ask questions and um i don't do one-on-one coaching but i do do group sessions so that's been a lot of fun too and really rewarding to see people especially people who started off with me in the beginning and are still with me and just to see them growing and growing and there are people looking work um i have a student who's uh, I mean, he's booked with, um, he's been doing audiobooks, and he got to the point where he said he hopes he doesn't win any more auditions because he's so booked. He, he just doesn't have any more time to do it. So, I mean, that's where you want to be. And it's been so much fun to see those kinds of success stories um, from people who, you know, like me, just got started recently and have put in the work. And, um, you know, it's it's just really fun and rewarding to see that. That's incredible. I love hearing these type of stories and your stories truly amazing Carrie absolutely amazing and and just proves to me that we moms can do anything anything we put our mind to anything that we're passionate about and one thing I've learned is that when you're passionate about something you will see success and it's amazing. It's so amazing, Carrie. I really appreciate that. So last question I have for you. Do you have any advice for mom entrepreneurs who are interested in starting out in voice acting? Yeah, um, definitely. Definitely do research. Definitely look into getting a coach. Um, If you can't afford a coach, find some sort of program, training program that you can do. Maybe it's group sessions. Um, But you know, I think it's so important to have a mentor and there are, um, you know, people who, uh, students of mine who have gotten started and they got their first job and they call me or Skype me, you know, oh my gosh, what do I do in this situation? How do I negotiate this rate? Um, 
you know, just, and I remember doing the same thing when I first got started and I still call my mentor, Allison, you know, if there's a situation that comes up. So it's, um, it's good to have someone that you can lean on, whether that's, you know, even if it's just a forum that you trust and you can get in there and ask questions, but the support is really important, but then also be prepared to work at it. Be prepared to work mm-hmm. and uh, don't assume that just because you have a nice voice or that you read well, that it's going to come quickly or easily. Um, I read something the other day from a guy who does, uh, he does the narration for a really popular show that's out right now. I forget what the show is. And he said that it takes 10 years to get, you know, to, to be like really solid in your voiceover career. And, um, you know, he's been in it a little bit longer than I am. So his perspective is, is, you know, probably a little different, but still just that, just knowing that there's a perspective out there that says that, and there are people who, who maybe have the expectation of, oh, I'm going to, you know, quit my job next month after just getting started. So just be prepared to work and know that it is a skill like any other, because you're, you know, you're not going to, um, expect to become a master chef in a week. You're not going to expect to become a mechanic in a week, you know, coming from nothing. So don't expect to become a voice actor in a week either. Um, do put in that work, but but know that if you do put it in, um, it's definitely doable. It's possible and have, you know, some resources. Thank you so much, Kara. I really appreciate that. That's beautiful advice. And um, I know that so many moms are so interested in um, in doing something like this. And you are an incredible um, mentor to them just from just from being the show. And I really encourage you guys to um, check out Carrie's uh, program. And I will uh, have all the links in the show notes at mompreneurshow.com. Carrie, again, I am so thankful that you gave us this time, gifted us this time, and um, shared us so, so much knowledge with us. And the things that you shared with us are not only applicable to to the industry of voice acting, but it's really applicable to any business. Like I myself, I've been in business for over four years, and I've gotten so much value from you. So I really appreciate mm. that. Yeah, of course. And thanks again for having me. It's been so much fun and, uh, you know, excited to share with your audience. And I also wanted to let them know if they are interested in getting into voiceover, I do have a free resource that I give away um, that you can get by texting voiceover to 44222. And it's basically my take on um, online casting sites. So I kind of outline the different online casting sites that you can that are available and my personal experiences with them. So if you're interested in that guide at all, you can text voiceover, all one word, to 44222. Awesome. Thank you so much. And I'll have that in the show notes as well, Carrie. Thank you again so much. I really appreciate you. Thank you. Thanks so much. Thank you so much for watching. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. I know I always say that, but I truly enjoy every single conversation we have here on The Mompreneur Show. If you would like to catch up and watch the rest of the episodes, head on over to mompreneurshow.com. I also invite you to join us live next time every single Monday at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern. I'm your host, Vicky Lashenko, and this is the show that features amazing stories of the most remarkable mompreneurs. Thank you so much for watching and I'll catch you next time.